Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Sports Talk with Josh Marin and friends. I got my boy Cam and Taunton on the line with me right now. What's going on, Cam? How's it going, Josh? Good to be back. Yeah, it's Good to hear your voice. It's good to have you back on. I hope we can do this at least, you know, maybe once every two weeks or something, and especially once the football season starts rolling. Um, I got some topics uh, around the league. I, got, I obviously have some Patriots topics. Uh, I believe we're going to start off with the Patriots topics here. Um, what, what, what say you about Hoyer and Stidham? Um, do, you think, do you think Hoyer's gone because – Belichick wants to light a fire under Brady's ass by having Stidham on the team, or do you think Hoyer's just gone because they found another roster spot to fill? I think it's partially both. I do think there is still – I don't think it's as bad as it was 18 months ago, but I do believe that there is still a tug of war between Brady and Belichick, and uh, Belichick got this one. And furthermore, I think it's, it's a waste of a roster spot. I mean, I have nothing against Brian Hoyer. I like him very much. I think he's been a good backup. I think the logic here is if Tom Brady goes down, the Patriots are going to hit a win. So you might as well get the kid who you took in the fourth round, get him some reps, get him some experience, and see what you have there if Brady goes down. I have no problem with them moving on from Brian Hoyer. Do you think there was even a chance that they had an opportunity to trade him? Because I think that's totally BS. I, I, don't, I think every single NFL team out there pretty much knew that this guy was going to get released. And there was nothing we could pretty much get for him, whether it would be a sixth or seventh round pick. Uh, do you buy into that notion, or do you think differently? I don't think they could have traded him. I mean, I, I thought they could have throughout camp, but but I mean, like you said, the offer would have been nothing more than a sixth or seventh rounder. And I think they wanted to do him right. I think they wanted to give him the option to uh, pick where he wanted to go that he felt was best for him and his family, because he is a guy that's uh, done everything they've asked him to do down there. He's been a quote-unquote good patriot. He's done his job. He's done it well. And I think he wanted to, you know, let him make his own decision, and I have no problem with that. I, I, don't, think they, I don't think they per se needed him. Um, you know, there's been, obviously, they're banting, talking banty, banty about on multiple programs whether he would have been, whether Brian Hoyer would have been great Tom Brady insurance, whether Brady goes down. Um, but at that point, I, I buy into the theory that, if Brady goes down, you're, you're screwed season-wise anyway, so might as well just throw oh, a kid in there and throw him, throw him to the wolves. Right, get him some reps, see what he can do. If, you, if Brady goes down, the season's over. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's people out there like even Felgi, I guess, thinks, you know, that that's, that's not entirely true, but it definitely is true. I mean, that defense, we'll get to the defense a little bit further on, but I mean, that defense is going to be really good, but I don't think it's enough to carry a guy like, Stidham, especially in his first season, especially with some of those players that are out there that are ready to pounce on a rookie like that, you know. So I, I don't, I don't, I, I like Stidham. I don't, I just don't see him like I don't have the full faith in him like I did. I guess you could say Garoppolo to to go out and manage. Maybe, maybe he could manage a game, but if it was multiple games, I'd be pretty scared there, especially if we were trying to get into the playoffs. But um, of course, so. So are you ha- as you were are you as happy about 
are you as happy as I about Demarius Thomas returning to the team? I, I saw they released him, then they added him back on. Do you think he'll be you know, a worthy uh, wide receiver option for Brady this season? I think he's worth a shot. I mean, I've never been Demarius Thomas' biggest fan because it, it feels like ever since he got lit up by Cam Chancellor in that Super Bowl, he hasn't been quite the same player he once was. But, I mean, when your signings in the offseason are Maurice Harris and Bruce Ellington, if you can get a guy who we know has Tom, Thomas's talent for a cheap cost because he's injured, it's a worthwhile shot. They cut him. They brought him back. I'm, ha- I'm glad he's on the team. I think he's absolutely worth a shot. So I have no problem with him bringing him back. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I love it, too. I, I think he... I think he can fill a niche role for us. I, like I've heard some people say, you know, maybe 30 to 40 catches. We don't, we don't need a freaking 80, 80 catch season out of him. You know, he can be that fourth, fifth guy. You know, if if Nikhil Harry can come back, I, I, I heard he he got injured. He's injured for about eight weeks, so that's definitely concerning. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as Thomas goes, I think as long as that Achilles is fine and. He's willing. He's willing to play and put it out there on the line. I, I play him because I, he, he's he's a grinder and I, I think possession wise, possession receiver wise, he, he's had his he's had his uh, problems with drops, hasn't he? Oh yeah, he has. And like I said, he's never he's never been quite the same since that Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl when he got lit up by Cam Chancellor. He's never been quite the same since that play, but he's still a very good receiver and a worthwhile risk. All righty, so we'll. Uh, We'll move on to, I guess, question three here of a of a bevy of questions. But um, I, the older players on defense does that concern you at all? Do you, I, I I know you're probably listening to uh, this question was probably it's pretty much inspired by Berg, Greg Bedard's uh, content on Felger and Maz today. But um, I saw him I saw his concern about how how there's a lot of you know there's a lot of veteran players, real veterans like. <laughs> up there in age, and does that concern you at all? Would you rather have young, more younger players on the roster? What say you? Of, of course, it, it concerns me not now, because I still think, well, there are some guys on this defense that are a little, a little long in the tooth. I, I'm very confident they're going to have a good year. I, I am a big believer in this year's Patriots defense. I think this is going to be a great, great defense. They're best, if not better, than 2014 when they had Revis and Browner. But I look at it like this. I mean, if Chase Winovich, who the, the young – third-round pick, who looks like an absolute stud in the preseason. And granted, that's just the preseason. That's a big one. And you, need, you definitely need to second in some young talent on this defense, whether it's Byron Coward or Chase Winovich or J.C. Jackson. Um, so the age on defense does concern me in the long term, but not this year. This year, I think they'll be fine. And this next question kind of rolls into this last one. Are you, are you pissed that Rex Burkhead is still on this team? Because I see an opportunity for this guy, Damian Harris, to, to have a role. And it pisses me off that a player like Burkhead is still out there getting a fair, very fair salary to be a freaking injury-prone all the time. It's ridiculous. You see, it doesn't bother me because you never have enough bodies at that position. Body, guys in that position drop like flies. Sonny Michelle has got injury problems. Damian Harris got hurt in the preseason. You never have enough bodies at running back. You need as much depth there as possible. Plus, Burkhead plays special teams, which we all know Bill Belichick loves. So, oh, I we're no taking that. Yeah, I, 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 um, I didn't take that angle into account when I uh, just tore up uh, Rex Burkhead, I guess. But, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you're right, though. Uh, Belichick needs those special teams guys. I mean, that's why a guy like, you know, Matthew Slater kicks around so so long. I mean, he, I guess he's he's one of the best out there. So, 
I mean, it's obviously Slater. Slater's there for a reason, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just tired of I'm just tired of Burkett. I, I feel like I feel like that spot could we could find a different running back to to throw in there and someone who, who's actually hasn't maybe had a bunch of injuries thus far. So, um, right. But yeah, I guess this kind of leans into the next question as well. Do you see Brady staying upright the whole season? Do you do you, I mean it's kind of hard to predict, but um, do you see him playing all 16 games like like a lot of people are uh, prescribing to there? I do. Unless Tom Brady has an injury, he 100% cannot play through. He's going to play. There's not a doubt about that in my mind. Whether he, I, I do see him taking some shots this year because his left tackle and his center from last year are gone. At the, st- the start of the year, you know, they got T.J. Watt in the first game against Pittsburgh. They have to face in that Pittsburgh front seven. I can see Brady. Get, I can see Brady taking some shots early, but I have the uh, I have as much faith in Dante Scarnecchia at his job as Belichick in his. I think Scarnecchia is the goat offensive line coach. So I have the utmost faith in Dante Scarnecchia, and by the end of the year, he will have his group in shape and ready. Yeah, you know that points. You know, I, I, you know, I'm 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 beginning to think that you know Scarnecchia is right there. I mean, I'm I've been hearing that from everybody lately. You know, that just he's a he's a guy that can coach him up. You know, and I I compare it to like the Cowboys. They they have the main personnel guys that can do it, but you know, as far as the guys that we get on the offensive line, they're not so physically gifted or anything, but. Um, you know, he they, he just coaches them up, and it, it is fantastic. I I have been worried about Isaiah Wynn, um, but hopefully those worries will be cast aside. Um, and then and then uh, like like you were saying on the defense earlier, you 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 were saying that the, they have to be the best. They'll be the best since uh, what year was that? 2014. They're Revis and Brown They'll they'll be they'll be the best since 2014 with Revis and Brown are so. Do you think do you think they're going to be a top three defense in the league overall? Like, do you have them up there with the Bears? And then I don't know. It's going to, I think it's going to be the Bears, the Patriots, and then fill in that third team. I'm not sure, but I, I feel like you know if all goes well, if, you know if the key players stay healthy, man, I think this defense is going to be rocking. I do. I look at it like I, I think they can be a top three defense. I think first of all, I think they have without question the best secondary in football. Gilmore is the best corner in football. McCordy and Chung in the safeties. And obviously Chung has his own problems that I'm sure that we all know about. And then at the opposite corner, you have a combination of Jason McCordy or J.C. Jackson. I think this linebacking group, Hightower, Van Noy, and the guys there, is the best linebacking group they've had since Rabel, McGinnis, and Bruski. And I mean that in whole sincerity. I think this has the potential to be a very good linebacking group. Collins obviously back. I have some questions on the line. That boy, Jawan like Bentley. Jawan Bentley, I mean, he showed some flash last year before he got hurt. He looked good again this preseason. I do have some questions. Him. You should. I do have some questions on the line. I'm, obviously, Michael Bennett's huge. But, you know, from there, it's hard to tell from what the line's going to give you. But the linebacking group and the secondary group, I feel, can be special. And I feel this can absolutely be a top three defense in the league if they hit their stride. Who the hell is this guy, John Simon? What what is this thing called, John Simon, on the team? I, you know, is uh, you is know, he, is he? An, he's he's another one that's freaking holding up time from guys like Winovich, isn't he? He might be, and I felt that same way because I don't, I don't know if you remember this last year, Josh, but when the the Steelers game, Week 15 Steelers game, there was a third and long, and the Patriots it was right after the Brady pick that that when Brady tried to throw the ball away and Joe Hayden picked him off. Uh, they had the field in third and long, and he was covering Juju Smith-Schuster. 
And I thought to myself, why, who is John Simon, and why is he covering one of the best receivers in the league on the biggest play of your season? But then he was very good in Kansas City, and he was great in the Super Bowl. He's one of these guys that Belichick finds, and he coached up. Now, one thing I do, I am happy to see on the defense is it feels like the aggressive mentality that Brian Flores brought has stayed with Gerard Mayo, which is someone I was worried about when, when Flores departed from Miami, that this, ingre- this aggressive mindset they played with last year would go with him. It hasn't. I saw that they were attacking the ball all preseason. feels like Gerard Mayo has picked it up and taken it where he left off. And now Brian Flores seems like he's going to be tanking for Tua, so uh, that's oh, that going to be interesting. Interesting in a way yep. to see see if they can fully tank it up down there, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I love the uh, I love the feedback about that defense uh, from you there. So now we'll move on to uh, what I asked you before the show to uh, to get prepared, and that is the AFC and NFC playoff teams. Um, I only have my AFC teams. I'm more interested in your answers anyway. So uh, you can start either league and, you know, you can uh, make your case for each team if you'd like, uh, however you want to do it. All right. You know, since we're, uh, since we're in the Boston market here, I'll save the Patriots for last. And we'll, so I'll do the NFC first. That good with you? Do whatever you'd like, my man. Okay. NFC, I have the top seed going to the Eagles. I think that is a very talented team. And Carson Wentz, it's, they, they have invested in him. They gave him a massive extension. It's Carson Wentz's team. Nick Foles is gone. There's no more questions about who the quarterback of that team should be. I have the Eagles at the one seat. I have the Saints in what could be Drew Brees' final year, and they're going to be motivated given that awful non-call in the NFC Championship game. They're going to be coming back with something to prove. I have those, those are the top two seeds in my opinion. I uh, Obviously winning their respective divisions. The three seed, I have the Bears because I am a big believer in that defense. I'm a big believer in Matt Nagy. I'm not a big Trubisky oh, guy, yeah. but I feel, like Nagy, I, I feel like Nagy can get the best out of Trubisky, but I, I love that Bears. That Bears defense is just unbelievable. This oh, one yeah. is going to be controversial, but I, I, the fourth seed I have going to the Seattle Seahawks. I think they got, they got a first-round pick for Frank Clark, who Thinking, as man. good as he is, I, I, as good as Frank Clark is, Giving a first-round pick for him is a good return for a guy who could fly off the handle at any minute. Uh, they traded for Jadavian Clowney. So I have the Seahawks winning the NFC West at four in the five and six seeds. The two now that is teams a I have. spicy hot take, man. Spice it up, man. Seahawks in the playoffs, winning their own division. Uh, yeah. Because I, I believe in Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll more than I believe in Jared Goff and Sean McVay. That is and a I spicy believe- hot take. And I, and I don't. I think Todd Gurley is really banged up. I think the Rams receiving core is overrated with Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. And Aaron Donald. The reason Aaron Donald had twenty and a half sacks last year was because he was playing against alongside Nadamik and Sue. And Nadamik and Sue is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So Aaron yeah, Donald's not going to have a Siberia. <laughs> um, Siberia so, down in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, so Aaron Donald is not going to have as uh, good of a year. The Rams are still going to be good. I have the Rams as the five seed because there's still a All lot right. of talent there. There's still a ton of talent there in, in Los Angeles, but the, I think the Seahawks are better. I think people aren't giving enough attention to, A, and most importantly, Todd Gurley's injury. I think he's banged up. I think you've seen the best of Todd Gurley. And, B, the loss of Dominican Sue. That's a big loss for the Rams. And the sixth seed, this, this happened just because of the news that's broken today. The sixth seed, I am going to give to the Dallas Cowboys. 
even though they don't have a six-minute oh. contract yet. I feel like Dallas will get to 60. I like it. I like it. So, oh, yeah, if we'll move on. you want to move on to the AFC now, if you'd like. AFC, I have the top seed going to the Patriots. I have the second seed going to the Chiefs. I have the three seed going to the Texans. Ooh. Is I, well, I mean, well, I, I look at it like this. The, and that, with Andrew Luck gone, there's no, the Texans are by far and away the best team in that division. That, that AFC yeah, South is I mean, just, Given if, 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 Deshaun Watson, if Deshaun Watson stays healthy and, you know, for a full season, I mean, I, I'm with you on that. I just have my uh, reservations about that. That's, that's why I, and you you should. Know, Deshaun the Watson, side, I, I went with the Jags winning that division. And, and, and hey, I, I think Jacksonville could be back this year. I mean, Nick Foles is better than Blake Bortles, so that's one. And two, that's still a very good defense. Now, number four, the fourth seed. I'm, I'm in. A, I, I'm buying on the hype, man. Number four, Cleveland Browns. Hell yeah. I, I believe in Baker Mayfield. I believe that that team is very talented. I, I would feel so much better about them if they kept Greg Williams as their head coach, but. I, Freddie Kitchens deserves a shot. That's a very talented defense, a very talented offense. I have the Browns winning that division. And the two wild cards, I think there's one wild card that's easy. The, the, the Chargers are going to be one of the wild card teams. They're a very good team. And this one, this one might be the most outlandish take I have of them all. You ready for this one, Josh? I hope, it, I hope it's what I think it is. The sixth seed I have going to the New York Jets. The New York Football Jets, baby. There we go. I, th- I believe in Sam Darnold, and I think Adam Gates knows how to get the best out of a quarterback. Le'Veon Bell is going to help Sam Darnold tremendously. I think they have a good young defense. I can see them winning nine or ten games, and I can see that being well, good enough for the sixth seed in the AFC. Absolutely, I can. I love it. I I, I think, you know, the, our, only, our only difference as far as on the AFC side goes is uh, – Excuse me. Really, between the Jags and um, the Texans winning that division, and um, it seems like either one of those two teams will definitely come out on top. Uh, looking at the other trash that's in that, excuse me, division now, considering the Colts are going to have Jacoby Brissett, and he's really unproven. And uh, I can't even think of the fourth team right now. Um, the Titans. The Titans. Oh yeah, the Titans with Vrabel. Yeah, so. And I've never been the biggest fan of Mark uh, Mariota anyway. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, the Titans should move on from him. But it's probably still too soon in the contract. So, all righty, now we. Oh, got no, a, I mean, now we this got can a, be this can be the this can be the last year of his rookie deal. That's why a lot of people like Big Jim Murray are theorizing that the Titans' next quarterback is going to be Tom Brady. Oh yeah, yeah, that would uh, that would be a real ballbuster for us here in New England. Absolutely. <laughs> so now here we got a we got an interesting segment I've never really done with anybody, so I wanted to pull this one out. Um I don't really talk much betting, um, but I did happen to look up some lines of of some interesting games opening weekend and I wanted to get your reaction, you know, cuz I know you you dabble on that sort of stuff here and there, at least at least for entertainment purposes only. And if either way, either way it's fun. So um so I, I looked at the lines at about 6.30, and um, Packers versus Bears in Chicago at Soldier Field. They got the Bears uh, minus three there. What say you on that line? 
I like the Bears in that spread. I think the Bears are going to – I'm not a – Aaron Rodgers' career is on the downside. I don't believe in Matt LaFleur as his head coach. I like. I think the Packers are going to be set up for a down year. Um, so, and that's things I've been given the year they're coming off of. Um, I like the Bears in that one, and I like the Bears pretty easily. I'm with you. I got the Bears by at least a touchdown there. Um, I think I think Aaron Rodgers, especially not playing through the preseason, I think he's going to come out with a little rust. And, you know, Mac and, you know, Mac's already come out, said he's ready to come out and hit some boys. So, um, you know, I think that whole defense is going to be ready. They're going to be amped, playing at home, um, opening up the 100th season of the NFL. I think they'll be geared up and ready to go. So I'm totally with you on the Bears and that pick there. So then I, I uh, went and looked at uh, the Chiefs versus the Jags in Jacksonville, and they got the Chiefs favored by four there. So, so how do you feel about that one? And you get three, you get three points for being at home, so they're saying they favor the Chiefs by a touchdown. Uh, so I'll take the Chiefs. I mean, I, I know it's going to be very hot down in Jacksonville that week, but um, I just think the, the Chiefs are just so good. They're so talented. Patrick Mahomes is the next great NFL quarterback, and. Uh, the Chiefs, and, and they're going to be motivated. They feel like they got robbed last year. So I think the Chiefs are going to come out flying this year. I got the Chiefs to that one. I'll, give, I'll take the Chiefs by seven-plus points. Chiefs on the road, seven-plus. I like it. And uh, I'm with you there, too. Uh, you know, Foles may need that first game or so, or a few maybe, to, to get right with the offense. I mean, he's in first season with the team, um, and I can't imagine he played too much in the preseason. Uh, not like I tune into much Jacksonville Jaguars football, but – um, anyways, yeah, yeah, Chiefs there, take the Chiefs. Um, all right, now we have Rams and Panthers. Uh, Rams on the road heading into Carolina. Uh, the Rams are a minus three there, and uh, that, that's, a, that's kind of an interesting line. Um, so I, I want your take on that. Rams are minus three on the road in Carolina, huh? Uh, I'll take the Panthers. I'll take the Panthers. Uh, home opener. You know, uh, big energy coming up. Cam Newton's going to energize that crowd if they miss most of the offseason. And I think the Rams are going to be scarred. I think I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams are off to a one and two, one and three start because they're going to be scarred how last year ended. They'll get it going because too, there's too much talent there. McVay's a good coach, so they'll get it going. But I'll, I'll take the Panthers in that spread. That's interesting. See, I got the Rams. Uh, I got the Rams simply because I I think um, I think they're a better team. And um, I don't know, Carolina. Carolina is just a weird team for me to try to to try to guess how they're going to play a game, you know. So I'd say if I'd, I'd have more faith in the Rams, but um, you know, Panthers could, you know, that game that game obviously can go either way. Um, so now we've, here's a here's a team that I don't really like in the Tennessee Titans, and they're going into Cleveland where the Browns are favored by six. The Browns are a minus six. Um, you know, I think that's easy for the Browns right there. What say you? That's an easy that's an easy cover for the Browns, I think. I think the Titans team, especially without Taylor Lewan to block Marcus Mariota's blind side, I think this Titans team is going to struggle this year, and I think that uh, I'll take the Browns in that one pretty easily. I'm with you. I'm with you there, too. Um, take the Browns there. Titans, you know, like we said, like I said before, Mariota's trash, I, you know. And that's the main reason why I'm picking against them because I, I'm, I'm feeling the Baker Mayfield hype. I love it. Um, maybe, maybe not. So, I, I don't even know so much about him off the, you know, off the field. But I hear he's 
you know, very boisterous and stuff. So, but anyways, he 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 is he's the real deal, I think. And um, in that game, I think they're just going to clean up against the Titans. Uh, so take the I mean, uh, yeah, take the Browns there. And then obviously, this this last game in the lines that I uh, looked up, we had to get to Steelers versus Pats. Uh, Pats are favored by six in New England. Who you got? So. I'm going to thread a needle here. I like the Steelers in the spread, but the Patriots to win the game. Ooh. I think Steelers six is a bit with the steep. spread and the Patriots to win the game. Even though I have the Steelers missing the playoffs, I don't know what the possibility that they are last year's Seahawks. This year's Seahawks from last year. A team that everyone writes off. A team that everyone forgets. A team that everyone looks at and mocks. But they can't win the games and cause the problems in the locker room, like Antonio Brown, like Le'Veon Bell. You focus on football. And go on a run. I don't believe in Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin should have been fired four years ago. I think there's two coaches in the NFL who with the joke still have their jobs, Mike Tomlin and Jason York. But we'll get into that in another day. But, but, so I believe the Steelers should definitely be motivated. They have a good defense. They have a good team. I can see, so I think the Steelers, will, the Steelers will cover, but the Patriots will win the game. Here's a little side question for you on that game, too. How do you think Belichick's going to approach Juju Smith-Schuster? Do you think they're going to kind of like do what some NBA teams do and just let that player get his and then, um, you know, really take care of the other guys around him? Or do you think it's just going to be a whole collective effort? Uh, because I think it's, you know, obviously he's going to be the hardest player to stop on that field. I just say go I, – I, if I were the Boston tonight, I just play zone. Play zone, take away the deep play. I mean, if you want to – if Schuster gets going and he's lighting it up early, put Gilmore on him one-on-one. But otherwise, I say play, just play. Take them out of the game, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. That's an interesting uh, way to look at it. So we'll have to see how that plays out, obviously. So now we're going to get to the fun. We're going to get into the real real hype section here. That's, <laughs> um, we got a six-pack of random questions for Cam and Ton just to reset things. I'm talking with Cam and Ton here. Um, six-pack of random questions, nothing to do with sports here. Kind of a kind of stole the segment from Gasper and Murray as people could figure out but uh, I just think it's an interesting way to end a podcast and uh, you know it can be fun which I, I always enjoy him so um, we'll start off with question number one here uh, what's your biggest pet peeve when driving or or even in a, as a passenger in the car uh, people who don't use their signals the turn signals people yep people, uh, that, I got that drives you there. me crazy <laughs> that drives me absolutely insane and us happen to live in Massachusetts. It's prevalent down here. So, um, yeah, it, that grinds my gears too, man. I, I'd have to say if I had to choose one, um, I'm not currently driving right now, or but but when I was, you know, I'd say it's the people that take a long time to take a turn, whether it's a left or a right. That's aggravating too. And when they have true. plenty That's of time true. to do so, and they're taking it like it's a friggin' Sunday drive around a, to, 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 to turn, you know, it's ridiculous, so... You know, if I had to choose one, I'd say that'd be mine. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, we'll get on to question number two. What's your current favorite non-sports programming? My current favorite non-sports programming. Uh, that's going to have to be, uh, there's two shows on NBC I watched last year. One was called Manifest, and the other was called The Enemy Within. One's about a, okay. Manifest is about a, Manifest is about a plane from Jamaica to JFK, New York City, that disappears for five years. 
and then all of a sudden lands in New York and it never left the sky and the passengers didn't age a day. That's one for me. And the other one, the enemy within, is the biggest traitor in CIA history that is brought in by the FBI to help track down a Russian uh, terrorist. So those are my two favorite non-sports programmings at the moment. Huh. Those, that, those sound pretty, like, pretty interesting. Manifest and the enemy within? Those are what they're called, yep. All right. I'll have to, I'll have to uh, possibly dive into that. Are those just, oh, yeah, you said they were on NBC. So, okay, yeah. Those, those sound pretty interesting, something I'd get into as well. So uh, I guess we'll move on to question three here. Are you, I don't even know this about you, man. I, I say I you know, get to know a little bit, a fair amount about you from your Twitter posts, but uh, are you a coffee drinker at all? Yes, absolutely. Every day. Every day, religiously. Every every day I have a cup in the morning. Occasionally I have some dunks throughout the day if I if I choose to do so. But I every morning it's absolutely otherwise I get headaches. So uh, the home brew. Yes, I'm a, brewing at home. Yep. Absolutely. It's one of the first things I do when I wake up every morning is go to my coffee maker and put it on. <laughs> there we go. Another fellow coffee drinker. I'm always a fan of that. All righty. Um, so now this is question number four. It's kind of has to do with like the hurricane that's going on. But, um, do you like living in the Northeast because it seems like the safest area to live in? Would you ever dive into moving into a place like Florida? Like what's your take on that? I can't imagine living anywhere else. And it's mostly because of sports. I'm not going to lie. That's mostly, but you know, there's just something about this place. It's like when you're in Boston, people say it's true. The traffic is brutal. The weather stinks. The public transportation is awful, but yet I love it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what it is, but that sums up the experience of living in this area. I can't imagine living anywhere else. I'm sure I will one day. You know, if, if I get offered a chance to go do sports talk radio in Miami, I'll take it and run. But this is my home. This is where yeah. my heart is and always will be. I love this place, and I, I, I can't imagine living anywhere else. But I'm sure I will. But I absolutely love the Boston and New England area. It's the best place in the world, if you ask me. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I don't see myself. Uh, I don't see myself leaving the area either. You know, especially with the sports, and then I guess you know, just knowing you know my family lives around this area and, and good friends, so um, wouldn't want to leave them. So yeah, I'm with you, man. And plus, I'm I'm with the whole. Excuse me, I'm with the whole safe thing that the Northeast is the, one of the safest regions in in the United States to live. So I'll take it, man. I'll deal with the snow. I'll deal with weather conditions like that, but we're not dealing with freaking hurricanes and earthquakes and crap like that, tornadoes too often, so um, so I, I feel good about, like, feel good about that, living in the Northeast. Um, now, here's like a Jermaine Wiggins-inspired question, kind of inspired for my life going on right now, too, but this is question number five of the six-pack of random questions for Kevin Taunton. Um, would you rather have a stuffy nose or a runny nose for seven days straight? Oh, definitely a runny nose. Uh, I know that's. I, I mean, because I I can always wipe or blow my nose. Otherwise, just like a stuffy nose, you just you know you can barely breathe. So, uh, I'll definitely a runny nose. That's not even a question. That's a layup there for you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I guess you're right in a way. Yeah, you know, you can get rid of the get rid of the mucus in that way. And because uh, you know, I, I'm dealing with the runny nose right now, and it's definitely not pleasurable. I, I think it's because all these freaking allergies and ragweed and all that crazy stuff. But, um. Yeah. Yeah, it's been wild. So, all right, you're going with the runny nose for seven days straight. I like it. So now we move on to question number six. This one's very important. This one, 
You know, this can define a man right here. We're moving on to question number six. Who is your current celebrity crush? Uh, my, my current celebrity crush has been my celebrity crush since I was 11 years old. <laughs> and that's oh. Miley Cyrus. Her and I are of the same age group, so it's not anything weird. She's two years older than me. And I felt this way for my – I think she's gorgeous. <laughs> and I felt that way from the minute I laid eyes on her. And I know she's insane. I know she's really gone off the rails ever since Hannah Montana ended. Um, but um, I've always had a message. That doesn't fade you. I mean, I mean, no. And at the end of the day, she's just being who she is. And that's who she wants to be. If she wants to be happy with her life, let her be. And that's who she – I know there's a big thing going on with her right now. And her, she's separated from her husband, Liam Hensworth. But from the very – and I know your boy Nate is into country girls too. And that's another part of it. So am I. I think that uh, – Miley, I've always had a thing for Miley. I think she's beautiful. I think she's funny. I think she, and I think she is incredibly talented. She is. She does have a screw loose, but no one can deny the fact that that girl has an amazing voice, and I find that yeah. amazing. I mean, she can sing. She's talented, and she's beautiful. I've always, I've always loved Miley Cyrus. There we go. Um, right now, for me, I mean, I'm kind of still stuck on Sofia Vergara. But um, that could change. That could change. Uh, I, I, I definitely like me some Miley, at least physically. You know, mentally, like you said, she's gone off the rails. But, uh, you know, it wouldn't deter me, you know. So, all right. Um, I guess we'll just we'll make that our nice, soft landing spot for this one here. Uh, thank you again for joining me, Cam. It's always a pleasure having you on. Um, and I look forward to doing this again soon. Thanks for having me back, Josh. It was good to be back. Good to talk to you. And, yeah, hopefully we can do this again soon. And I will post this uh, tomorrow sometime, and, um, you know, just so we can all listen to it, and hopefully everyone enjoys it. But, uh, all right, Cam, have a great night, and I uh, hope, hope, hope everyone enjoys this, and uh, take care. Thanks, Josh. See you later. Bye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.